new on CuriosityStream. Have researchers figured out a mathematical formula for success? A clearer understanding of how success happens could lead us to change the rules. Gain a new perspective on getting ahead. It's science of success. And the U.S. won the space race, but not without help from the Nazis. They were just years ahead of us. Meet NASA's rocket scientists of the Third Reich on the moon landing and the Nazis. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. sublease market that I think ties into all of this as well. Toronto sure. neighborhood sees rash of store closures due to unsustainable rent. So basically three different retailers in the West Queen West area, retail area, um, Queen, I guess around Dufferin area here. They have banded together and said, we are all closing together because these rents are crazy. And it's, it's like anything else. Uh, everything's crazy when things are bad, right? Of course, rents are going to be unsustainable if you cannot sell anything. Yeah. Well, the commercial rent assistance program would have been something that they would have been able to um, try to apply for. So I, I wonder what all the details is in regards to that. There's, there's gotta be, I mean, listen, West Queen West, if, if, if they're all, if, if I owned all three of the properties that these people were in, yeah. I'd be okay with this. Sounds like a development site to me if they're three side by side by side. But anyways, <laughs> this is what's, like we're going to see a ton of this stuff. We're going to see it like we're, we're just, we've heard about brands that we've heard about. Yeah. Right. But now we're going to start hearing about. The brands that we don't know and all these other little companies that just can't hang on that they desperately want to and they've been profitable and they've worked for God knows how many years to get to this point right before the pandemic, which was yeah. probably booming for them all. Yeah. Right. Maybe just starting to make a profit and we're going to hang on because they're saying this is only going to be a couple of months and now it's six months later and we opened up and nobody wants any of this crap. No, no, right. definitely, definitely, especially like specific uh, niche type of markets, right? Like if you're selling, you know, for example, um, you know, travel uh, accessories, right? Like if you've got like a luggage <laughs> store or so, right? something like very, very specific. <laughs> to a market that is being heavily affected there is just no hope for you uh for for definitely uh the rest of 2020 what are you gonna do i had an i i have an uncle who used to own a luggage company actually funny enough and i don't know what crisis put them out of business but like something maybe in 2003 there was the sars thing that stopped things but yeah like if you're in a niche thing I mean, look, you could be Amazon and you could be making $13 billion in a day because you came up with that idea. Or you could be this this little store owner who thought, you know, people want to see my my purple hats. And the world agreed we did because we got to spend this money on something. And then, you know what? I like food all of a sudden, right? Like I like food and I kind of want to keep my landlord happy because yeah. I like heat. Yeah. 
right and there's no there's just no like options like we're, we, we were talking about the restaurants before we talked about you know like a dine-in fee and all that the stage two is that okay if i go into that now the stage two in or sorry stage three in other parts of ontario what the restaurants have to do in order yeah, to be able to open up your show so they have to maintain social distancing and everything else as well and if they're but we see look at all the videos that come out where the places are open and like you got mayors of cities sitting at tables with more than they're supposed to. You have presidents like going in public without their masks. Like it's like sure. they're making the rules and no one's sticking to them. And then there's the curse. Well, I, th- I think I think Ontario has been, been doing pretty well. I think that that's fine. But um, you know they've got some options like putting plexiglass in between tables, stuff like that. So there yeah. there's there's a level of safety that has to be. Uh, addressed and when that when that is addressed then business really can return to normal and that there should be supporting their local restaurants if they want to keep them open and we have to come together as a community and society to be able to put those businesses together but if i'm i'm not going to go and buy luggage (laughs) from the luggage guy when i'm not traveling anywhere because i'm going to try to keep him in business i mean that's just not the uh options that i have available so there's a lot of these specialty businesses like whatever it is i'm you know i'm sure you can come up with some more businesses that are heavily reliant let's let's call it martial arts um uh suppliers right like i've got friends who are doing really well with their martial arts stores because of uh at home training and everything like that but if everyone gets all the equipment they need at home and over the next six months the gyms aren't opening back up gyms are closing people aren't able to go go back into the full uh contact sport uh world they won't need that equipment anymore then those little small specialty stores are going to be hurting as well too right that it's just something that is sort of a residual the waterfall effect like you mentioned right so the gyms close well then the you know suppliers uh, or the uh, retail uh, stores close and then eventually the suppliers aren't able to you know keep their businesses open be- or manufacturers yeah right yeah it trickles yeah. down and there's a huge line like there's a huge network of everything and where it goes like there's so many like the, the supply chain is crazy just just if we look at gyms like, imagine yeah. how many people get put out of work if gyms aren't a thing anymore. Yeah. And, yeah. and it's so there, there's there's a lot of potential for it or at least 50 percent of the gyms. I mean, that's a huge impact. Right. Listen, we talk every day in this house about even having somebody in the backyard and like we see our family. Right. But like. Every person that you get in front of, you don't really know who they've been in front of. And you, like, why take a risk? That's what I say. But I think uh, we're we're past that at uh, in my in my circles, and I know everyone's different, so I'm not here to tell what's right or wrong. But we just have a uh, you know a bubble, right? So yeah. right, there's just only so like there's a certain group of people that I am being in close contact with, and it's just you know you know we talk about it. It's pretty open, and we say you know what this is the, these are the only people that we're going to do this with. So you don't go and do it with those people or those people. We just do this all together, and we'll all have you know, a little bit more protection. Yeah, yeah if and you can do that, it's good. If something were to go wrong, at least we could do contact tracing a lot easier yeah. than if we were saying, well, I don't really know who I was with because yeah. I don't know that person's name or where that kind of stuff. That's when you get a little, a little bit reckless and irresponsible. But I'm nervous so. to like even order a pizza. Yeah, that that's, you know, on the, you're on one end of the spectrum, I would say. Definitely. I mean, that's nothing new. Anyways, yeah. that is a whole <laughs> other topic. So yeah. we can well you know what now would be a great time to go over our friend's comment sure because we're gonna start talking about rents again so our one and only commenter our favorite person on the planet 
Brian Jordan. He has a few units here in downtown Toronto. And he's basically saying that, you know, if he types in to, should I just read this whole thing? No, it's really long. But basically, if he searches for people giving away free rent, he comes up with all kinds of searches on realtor.ca uh, once he gets into the listings. So he's saying basically that the, the monthly rents are not so much being affected, but when he gets into it, he sees them offering uh, free rent. And he wants to know what is the best way basically to protect his future rent because wherever he sets his next contract because his buildings were done pre-2018 he is um, stuck with minimal rents per year if he keeps that same tenant right yeah i, I gave the option which was to find somebody who's on a short-term contract or short-term lease or uh, for work or something like so that. Hold on a sec. Before we start giving our answers, and we are yeah. going to give our answers, and they will be drastically different, I'm betting. Sure. But that okay. was last episode, what I said. So I, oh, I gave sorry. more. Thought. Yeah. That okay. was more. Yeah. yeah. So, but we're going to talk about all of this, but we're going to talk first about things affecting the rents and some, uh, some articles here about those rents. Um, so let's get into that. We are seeing articles talking about, of course, how rents are going down again and again and again. Um, so what do we have here? I'm having some technical difficulty Nobody on my end. Nobody uh, needs to downtown. Nobody's uh, going to school. That, that was a huge market right there, those foreign, foreign uh, students. This is the exact huge, time huge. they would be leaving their units right now. Right now is when all the inventory in downtown Toronto would be getting swallowed up by people going to school in September. Yeah. So, okay. So we have students that are not even allowed to come here. We have mm -hmm. Airbnb where people have done studies on 10 buildings downtown and like the, the new amount of inventory that has come online is in like the yeah, hundreds of percents over last sure. year, which 12 to 90 or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Look, if there's, yeah. if what, if there's 1%, and it yeah. doubles, right? The headline sounds great, but it's only 2%. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So, so, but anyways, there's, there is a ton of Airbnbs coming online, whether they're for, for sale or for rent. It looks like the trend at the moment is that they're putting them onto long-term rentals first. Um, sure. Uh, I think people going to school downtown Toronto who aren't, so 60,000 international students. Well, what about all the other people who live in the Toronto area with their parents in the GTA with their parents in Ontario with their parents and other parts of Canada with their families? They don't need to come here anymore either because it's all online. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's like 60,000. It's a low number. We're yeah. talking about a, a huge six uh, figure number here as far as lost um, prospective tenants. Plus this crazy number of 400,000 potential evictions coming down the pipe if they open up the floodgates and, and, and change that re regulation. On top of one, two, three, four, five, six articles talking about how people are fleeing the city for bigger, mm -hmm. cheaper uh, real estate pastures. Sure. So we have people heading to Niagara, to Brampton, to Mississauga, uh, and then it seems like people are looking to move even further. And, and so, so we have all of these kind of little tidal waves coming at the river that's already falling off a cliff. 
Yeah. Did you see the um, landlord tenant board changes though? Did you, did you read about that residential tenancy? Bill one eighty four. Yeah. So they've got they've got some you know heavier fines for for unlawful evictions. They've got a little bit more mediation. Um, Nothing to protect uh, people from this though. From what? The pandemic evictions from the pandemic. Why not? Well, how is it unlawful if the guy lost his job and doesn't pay his rent and the well, eviction, I, right? Like I it, think. A, a, an onus upon the landlord to be um, investigating more type of uh, concession, uh, you know, plans, whether it be rent payback, right. whether it, you know, like the landlord's got to be making reasonable effort here in order to be able to accommodate. And that's the, that's the issue. Well, so, so the landlord's the job, though, is not to risk his own capital and equity for the tenant. So what, I, what I've heard, which was interesting, is. For the government to put some kind of a backstop or guarantee on the deferred payments so that the landlords know that if I am offering this deferral to mm -hmm. the tenant that I am not potentially losing three, four, six months worth of income, right? Yeah. That the government will make up the difference or pay the bill if it happens or something. I mean, how do you protect... How, how do you as a as a investor or a, an owner of a property want to take on that potential brunt or burden of, OK, I'm going to give you a deferral because I like you. You're a good guy. I like your kids. I've watched them grow up. I'm going to give you three months deferral. And then one day you call to say, hey, it's time to pay. And they're gone. Yeah. Then what? So, so well, then again, it goes it goes to the same protection you have in any type of. Uh, contract uh, for tenancy, which would be, uh, you know, taking them to small claims court, you know, looking at who you've got in, in your rental unit, which is always important when you're qualifying tenants and making sure that, you know, they've got, uh, you know, I know, but the guy you have has been a, a worker at the at the lumber yard for the last 30 years. He's okay. he, he's had 80 hours a week consistently or whatever, 40 hours a week consistently at the lumberyard for 30 years. And now the lumberyard has laid him off. Well, I mean, if he doesn't find an option through another you know, form of employment, employment, he's going to have uh, a public record um, uh, file on his credit bureau. And that's going to be affecting him renting future places. So it's, it's in his best interest to be working out that deferral with his landlord and making sure that he gets those payments made and doing whatever's necessary. I mean, this is, this is kind of what life is all about, Daryl. No, I get it. Right? But this is also what really happens. I mean, that in theory is great, but what really happens is the tenant disappears overnight because he absolutely has to. And the landlord right. goes, you know what? It's not worth chasing this guy for eight grand. I'm going to just move on. And I lost eight grand. That, that's what happens probably 95% of the time because you want to go through small claims for two years and even find the guy. Like, forget it. Plus, landlord, landlord's, uh, you know, responsibility to do that. To do right? what? To chase the guy after? Uphold the contract, absolutely. Well, you can't have yeah, after, after the tenant doesn't, you know, stick to his end of things too, right? Yeah, yeah. so it's just a whole thing that I don't know why anybody would want to get into. Landlord tenant board just making sure that people don't go right into that eviction process. You owe me money, get out right now. They're they're saying we want to at least put a delay so that all reasonable measures have been 
um, you know, uh, presented to both the landlord sure. and the tenant in order to avoid eviction. And I think that that is the only option they've got right now. And it's, it was a necessary step. I just don't see anything in here that really changes much. Well, I think the threat of a, of a further fine is always something that uh, landlords will fear. And so that they want to make sure that they're acting responsibly. And just like the commercial landlords, it requires residential landlords to uh, step up and do their part and ensure that we don't have mass evictions. Because when that happens, it's going to be bad for it's everybody. Going to be, it's going to be turmoil for their for their properties. So it's going to be the rental markets down, the housing markets down. There's going to be all sorts of issues that they're going to have. So really, everyone does have to come together. It's the same thing as the commercial landlords. If everyone just evicts all their tenants, who's going to rent those places from you? Where, yeah. where are you going to find that next business to pay $10,000 a month rent on Queen Street West? So is this an right? opportunity for someone to start some kind of an insurance? I would not want to be getting into the insurance business insuring people no. to have their rents paid at all whatsoever. After right, watching so it's like uh, numbers. As long as you people get... People business are trying to get out right now. Probably. Finding all the fine print. What else do we have? Yeah, so people are moving out. And, and that's really the gist of it. I mean, we've got all these major storms potentially coming, depending on what kind of policies get uh, extended or implemented or removed, I guess, in the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, I mean, I look at the uh, stats on this coronavirus daily, and I look at all the charts, and it looks to me like uh, there's good, another man. one of these things happening everywhere. Hey, okay. But uh, I guess that's neither here nor there. Um, what else? We have, uh, you know what was actually interesting? So do you remember, uh, before we get into our buddy's comments, actually, you know what? Let's get into our buddy's comments because we're running out of time. And uh, sure. You want to go first or me? I think you should. Well, okay. listen, I don't know. You're going to, I your think mind. you Let's... should go first because you're going to want to blow a bunch of holes through my idea, I'm sure. Yours is going to be much more conservative than mine. So uh, I, the last episode, I talked about renting uh, to somebody on short term. That's that's an option, too. But, uh, you know, I didn't think about it um, as much as I did since I read your comment. So um, what I would do and what I've seen evidence of other people doing on the MLS is listed at the, the lower uh, rental fee. So let's just try to use some some round figures here. So if it's a two thousand dollar a month rental and there's 12 months rent, so you'd be collecting twenty four thousand dollars a year. You want to give a two month discount um on the uh rental or sorry two month discount on the annual rent so now you're only going to be collecting twenty thousand dollars a year okay so call it 1800 and change uh per month that's what you list your unit at so you list it at the lower rental fee that is going to be annualized over those 12 months so that it becomes more attractive it becomes the place that people are going to come in and look at but in your brokerage remarks you're going to have very clear language that shows that it's a discounted rate for one year. And in the um, remarks, you're also going to put in their actual rent, $2,000 a month, annualized over 12 months with two months free rent equals $1,800 and change, whatever it is, right? So then now it's pretty clear that you've had the MLS listing. It's not against the rules or policies to have a, an advertised um, uh, price. Um, you know, it's like people doing multiple offers saying that they want six ninety nine, but really their goal is to get a million, right? So you have that lower price and you're being uh, honest and upfront with everyone, showing them that it's that one year, this is what you're going to get. And so on the Ontario standard lease form, that's what your rental amount is going to be. It's going to be 2000 And then section G 
Um, they have it's called rent discounts. They give you options on how to um, administer the rent uh, discounts, and these are these are the options. So you can do it in one of the three ways. So um, you can have a rent-free period of up to three months with any 12 month within any 12-month period. So you can just have no rent being collected whatsoever for like July and August or whatever it is in the middle of the rental period. You can have a discount of up to one month's rent spread evenly over eight months. So you can take one month's rent, if that's all the discount is, spread it evenly over up to eight months um, or over eight months, sorry. Or a discount of up to two months rent with up to one month's rent spread evenly over the first seven months and up to one month's rent discounted in one of the last five months. Where, so this where, is actually, where does this list come from? This is these the, three options? This is on the Ontario Standard Lease. So this is from the okay. Residential Tax this is this is the only way you're allowed that, to do it. Those are the only three legal ways that you can give a deferment of rent. Uh, it can be uh, up to two percent of the lawful rent. That's what it says here. So you can have up to two percent of the lawful rent, um, or they can also offer the three options that I read too. And it says that these types of discounts must be to agreed in writing. So you can have an addendum to the Ontario Standard Lease that says, um, you know, again, we're, we're two thousand dollars a month. But, uh, you know, in December and January, you don't have to pay me any rent. And that would be part of the lease agreement. So then those checks or that, that form of payment would not be issued for December and January. Or it's right on the Ontario Standard Lease when you look at it. You can divide it up in one of those other ways. So the two months would be over several different months or one month over seven months. And then the other month over five months spread out evenly. Wonderful. So that solves a problem. We get people to come into the unit. We have an attractive rent. There's a two months discount. It's already it's already built into the MLS listing. It shows uh, full disclosure what that is for. Yeah. You attract people because they're looking for uh, cheap rent over the next 12 months. Most people's foresight is I'm only going to be here for 12 months. That's why we have a one year lease system. So they're probably going to be thinking that's great. I'm getting the discount. If they decide to stay, it's going to be in writing that that rental is $2,000 a month. And that's what they've been paying each and every month. Yeah. So it will just continue. And there'll actually be a rent increase after the 12 months at whatever the prescribed rate is for the next year. So there you that go. is such a great idea. Let's hear yours. You just heard it. Yeah. So okay. now I didn't know about these three options so i took it a little bit further than that but that was the root of it i mean i i pictured lease busters you ever go on lease busters before yeah yeah yeah. you go you look at a listing you go oh my god i can afford this car look at the effective price here this is amazing and then you go into the listing and they add hst and they say you know that's after the the five thousand dollar rebate we give you or whatever but your real price per month is this and, and that's yeah. exactly what you need to do here. Now, the fact that the two of us, 100% of us on this show came up with this idea means you better well, do it fast because we're no geniuses here, certainly not that far ahead of the rest of the market. Everybody will be doing this. So I've already seen the MLS. Sure. The, worst way, the worst way that I, I'm seeing it on the MLS to me, again- Without not, the transparency. Just, no, it's just saying like, um, so we want two grand because last year my neighbor got two grand and I think that that's the rent that I should be getting or, or whatever it is. And then in the comments, we'll give you two months rent free and all that kind of stuff too. People, people don't, they still hear the number 2000. And when they hear that other guy, people aren't great at math. When they hear that other guy's offering 1800, they're going to go and see his unit instead. They're not even going to look at yours, whether there's rent free or not. They're just going to hear 1800. That's cheaper. 
that's the psychology of the tenant. They're going to go into building. that unit. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, but okay. So now what I did to take it a step further, which I think is okay. You just threw me for a little bit of a loop there with your three rules, which I don't think are the only way that you can do this, but Ontario standard lease says, so yeah. I, I have to, well, I mean, I don't think you have to, uh, yeah, I guess you have to use that now. There's a, yeah, you have to use that. So, okay. So this might not work, but I think it still does work, but hear me out, blow the holes in it. Cause this is why, listen, we need something different because we just came up with the same thing we've already seen on an MLS listing, both of us. So we need something a little different. So I thought of things like, can we not pay for their internet and cell phones and maybe give them prepaid visa cards to pay for food? Like things that we can actually write off as business expenses in the business, as well as these are things that these people are gonna have to spend money on regardless. It's a good way to give to keep that rental rate up high and show that effective rate down low without screwing around with the rent because you can still or maybe this actually affects those three things because now you don't have to give any months free rent. You can say you'll get your gift cards when I get my rent every month, right? And okay, here's your rent check. So I'm collecting my whatever your number was, 2500 bucks a month. Here's your $2,500 worth of prepaid MasterCard or Visa or Amazon or whatever. TTC passes and internet charges, cell phones, like whatever. Heat, hydro, utilities. Like mm -hmm. cell phone technically could even be a utility these days because no one even has a landline. But anyways, those kind of things, incentives. And then I thought, also, and I don't know, this is probably not likely, but if you could find somebody that owned a car, then you could technically put a lien on the car for, you know, three, four months of a deferred payment. And then once it's paid, you can release the lien on the car. I don't know how many okay. renters own a car and are looking for a property downtown right now. All that, all that works. All of it is stuff that is there. It's all part of rent incentives. I just think that you're going to reach a bigger audience when they hear that the price is lower. So well, but you're going to still show in both scenarios, you're going to show the price is 1800, right? No, and, the, and you're going to show it in the broker remarks for agents to bring their yeah. clients. The bottom line is that the, the tenants on realtor.ca are going to see um, uh, the lower price. Sure. And then look, all you have to do is put an Excel spreadsheet that just shows like, here's the price. Here's what we're going to pay for you every month. Here's the effective price. And, it matches the number at the top of the listing, right? And we're going to exactly. do this for four months. But is that legal the way I'm saying to do it? I think it is. Which They're, one? Like to give them all those incentives rather than free rent. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. so I mean, that's the way I would go. And I'd throw in a free flat screen TV or something or get a new sofa. We'll pay for it. The thing is, the people who already have a sofa are, are not going to see value. People who already have a TV aren't going to see value. People Whatever who don't need aren't going to see value. People who don't uh, have free cell phones because of their work won't see the value. Everybody's going to see the moving, value. Moving, like how about moving, like the moving company? Stuff and live on a cushion. You know, they're right. not going to see the value. So the, the lower price just means that you're reaching a larger pool of potential tenants. And that's, sure. that to me, the, the best way to go. And again, I saw, I saw some success with it uh, on the MLS before I, I said, uh, before I made these comments today. And that's what I would do if I were trying to get a step ahead of all the other landlords because that's who you're competing with. You're competing with the landlords in your building and uh, you need to be doing something different. Quickly, 
Yes, and it, luckily for our friend, our commenter, um, you know, he's not over leveraged. He's in a good position. In a good spot. And so the main, main thing is, is how does he sort of delay um, the um, process of finding another long-term tenant in, in order to be able to ensure that he doesn't, um, you know, fall victim to this, this you know, void of, of tenants right now. And that could cause him long-term, um, you know, sort of illness with his financial uh, investments here. And that's, and that's what you want to make sure you don't do is because signing a lease, yes, in a property like his and, and committing to somebody who wants to end up being there for eight years at only a 2% uh, per year rental increase at the new lower rates that are, are being offered right now could cost you tens of thousands of dollars over the next seven, eight years, whatever, however long they play. Yeah. So there you go, sir. That is the Toronto Real Estate Show's advice for you. Take it for whatever it's worth. But uh, more questions, more comments from you or any other uh, of the viewers. If you got information, if you need info, got questions. Uh, if we don't know the answer, we'll make sure we look into it a little bit deeper to give you the right advice. So yeah, or pretend. Well, we'll give you the best vices that we can come up with. That's for sure. Absolutely. You know? So please comment below, subscribe, like, hit the bell, do all those things. We you appreciate everybody, all 24 of you that are subscribed currently, minus you, me, and our families. So all five of you that have actually subscribed, we appreciate all of you. Yeah. And anybody tuning in right now to this episode in our in, in the future who's, uh, you know, just looking back and watching our old content because we're planning on doing this for a long time. Yeah. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello. So <laughs> I wanted to talk about one last thing for two minutes because it was really, I, I really enjoyed it, actually. It's another uh, podcaster, YouTuber, content creator from Toronto. He put up yep. a five, six minute video. His, his channel is called Kondo Wong, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we've looked at him already. We've looked at him. Yeah, but he uh, so he he uh, he put up a video of basically his experience over the last couple of weeks in the market and what he's actually seeing, because what he normally does uh, uh, is focus on what's actually happening, like the stats and the and the articles that, are, that have come out, uh, sure. which actually are not the same as what is happening in the front lines of real estate, right? And we saw that even in the first couple episodes with what you were seeing out there versus what we were kind of seeing in the news, right? Yeah. Uh, so, so, so what he basically was saying that uh, from the rental perspective is that at the beginning of the pandemic in, in March and April, he lost three tenants in three of his condos downtown, east and west side. Um, and what he had to do, and then all of a sudden, uh, end of June, he got 10 offers on one day for a bunch of his properties, right? So he had three properties he was talking about, two of them he was empty for a couple of months, and then he rented them for 10% less than what they were rented for before, and one yep. of them he rented for just shy of 2% less than he rented for before. And he was like, I am happy with this. We're in the middle of a pandemic. Prices have gone up, you know, 6, 7, 10, 13% year over year the last couple of years. If I, I th he says, I think this is reasonable, 
right? Yeah. And now I don't know. I mean, if you're sitting there with all cash in these things, then you can maybe think things are a little more reasonable than others. But like our friend here, he's sitting at 30% LTV. I mean, he should be able to absorb a little bit of a hit. Yeah, and it's exactly. So as long as you didn't base your numbers off of, you know, the um, acquisition a year ago, you know what I mean? Like that's that's really the people who will be affected is someone who's just got into the market, who based it on the rental increases, who had all this type of, you know, forecasting built in and all the things that every single real estate investor in the world will tell you is a dangerous, dangerous uh system to put to put to implement right like yeah. you have to be always as conservative as possible sure. when you're looking at investing and always prepare for the rainy day those sure. are the guys who those are the guys who stay long term who will become uh you know they'll weather the storm and the guys who uh you know buy into all the hoopla are the guys who uh end up washing up on the curbside right so shout yeah. out to condo wong uh absolutely that's a great it was uh, a great video i really enjoyed it i thought it was really but he also and then he talked about development also how in March, April, May, like there was no launches at all. Nobody was selling anything. And then all of a sudden in one week, we have three launches, which I'm, he said it, I'm positive. I don't remember ever seeing three new downtown launches in the same week ever. Sure. And it looks like at least the one in the heart of downtown on Church Street, like I saw something that said it was 70% sold after a week, which is really strong right now without us going into it because we're at the end of our show but investors right now are all forecasting a seller's market three to four years from now right because there's going to be a a um a shortage in supply because of the the pandemic and so that's going to create a stronger seller's market when these condos are going to be built so we're already again, there we're just on pause we're already way short guys are still thinking right now it's it's a great for time sure. to get it it's obviously know their own their own perspective but thanks daryl thanks for doing this again and uh you know always being such a great uh, host and, and editor and and you're the man who makes it work so thank great. you tk for being the smart sounding balanced one in our in our duo here there you go and always you showing up sunday morning for filming there you go even though today's saturday <laughs> cool I'll see all right later. Bye. Yeah, i'll talk to you soon okay bye on curiosity street uncover engineering secrets from history's greatest masters from the mysteries of the first man-made waterways to the building techniques of the early americas it's ancient engineering plus 40 tons of trucks speeding down the interstate can be a recipe for disaster see how today's smarter new age big rigs pave the way for safer highways on high-tech trucks watch now on curiosity stream annual plans are twenty dollars just a dollar 67 a month visit curiositystream.com